Have you ever felt like burning it all down? We often hit points in our business that make us wonder if it's even worth it and if maybe we just aren't cut out for this. This is normal. I do not know a single business owner who has not felt this at some point or many points in their business journey. And it's very possible that you don't need to burn it down. You might just need a reframe or a smaller or larger pivot in your business. Maybe it's the way you're marketing. Maybe it's your business model. Maybe it's something about your offers, the people you're targeting. So this episode is here to help you decide what to do when your business feels like it's not giving you the feeling of freedom that you imagined when you started it. Welcome to the Raising Your Business Podcast. I'm your host, Yael Bendahan, founder of CEO Mom Academy, Mama 5, and lifelong reading addict. This podcast is here to empower moms to run their businesses and lives like the powerhouse CEO they are. I want you to believe that you can have the business success you desire and be present with your family and to give you my best tips and strategies for how to make that happen. I'll be sharing the honest reality of balancing motherhood and business, business models that work for you, marketing with simplicity, and the mindset of CEO mom. Now, let's dive in. If you can hear that word without thinking about Ross from Friends and the Couch, I congratulate you. I personally cannot. I don't know a single person who can. And I am really excited to talk about pivoting in this podcast episode. So welcome back, my friend. I am so excited to be back talking about this. And I think that this, this is something that's come up with a lot of my clients. Like, I've been feeling stuck. I've been feeling like I don't like my business anymore. I know I felt this way myself at many points in my business. I've had to figure out what is it about what is it about my business? What is it about what's going on that's bothering me? What's keeping me stuck? And I want to help you figure this out as well. And the thing I know for sure is that if you're an entrepreneur, you have considered burning it all down in quotes more than once or thought about switching business models entirely. So I want to give you a few questions to go through as you audit your business to see if it's burn worthy or if you just need a pivot. And I found this really helps me go from feeling that overwhelmed and flooded sort of feeling of, oh my gosh, nothing's working, I can't take anything, I hate everything, to, okay, let's look at this a little bit logically, let's move out of that overwhelmed feeling, and let's like let's use logic as a way to put up a little dam against that flood and start thinking um, from a place of clarity and a place of power, and like empowering you to make these choices and make these decisions. And I'm going to be using my business pivot in 2020 as the case study for this, So if you do not know this already about me, I was a service provider. I was doing marketing services, all different kinds of marketing services from about 2016, 2017 until 2020. And then I pivoted to entirely doing coaching and courses when I had my daughter, Eliana, who is now three. And I, I, it was a case, it was gradual throughout my pregnancy. I came back after first trimester I was still doing services, but I was like, I want to launch a coaching program. I I know I like doing this. I love teaching. I love coaching. I really want to try this out. And I launched my, I not only, sorry, I not only filled my roster with done for you service clients, which was my, which was my launch intensives. I was doing um, launch strategy and copy for um, online coaches, consultants, and course creators. But I also then launched my first group coaching program, which is called the VIP Cash Accelerator. This was my first iteration, really. And this happened in March 2020. We started in April 2020 and we wrapped up around right around when Eliana was born, right before she was born. And then I launched my mastermind like straight from that accelerator to my people in the accelerator. And from then on, I've been doing coaching and courses entirely. Like that's that's been my entire business model. I want to lead you through a few questions to ask yourself and maybe journal on if you're in this burning it all down feeling. Okay. 
the first question I want to ask you is, what exactly about your business do you feel isn't working? Now, you're going to be tempted to say everything. Nothing's working. It feels like nothing's working. And nothing I'm doing is... Okay, don't do that. Okay, because it feels like that. But it's probably not every single thing. Here are a few sub-questions to ask yourself within this question. So how long have you been feeling this way? Is this just coming on a bad day? Where is this coming from? Is this coming from you're going through a hard situation right now and so your normal business, which normally feels okay to you, just feels like it's too much, right? So that's possible. Like I know when I when this whole war went down in Israel, when October 7th happened and we had this horrible attack and and I was just beside myself. I was like, I can't do anything. I can't business like maybe. And so if I looked at that as I can't run my business this way, which must mean my business is now terrible or it doesn't, it's not working at all or it's a bad business. Obviously, that's coming from a place of extreme stress and pressure from an outside source. This is not necessarily the reality of the business. It's just the reality of my current life. Another example is when when I got pregnant with my daughter and I was just so over, I was so tired. I was so overwhelmed. I barely made any money in my first trimester because I was just too tired to even keep my eyes open, let alone show up, sell my services, get on sales calls, even doing the work. I remember writing a sale. I I wrote one sales page for a client during that first trimester. And I remember like literally doing it. My eyes just kept closing and I was just so tired. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like I just can't. But the question was like, was it something I could like, it was, this was fine because I, within a couple of months, I was in my second trimester and I was able to knock out sales pages like it was nothing. So is it a situational thing or is it like something that's been coming on for a while? Are you maybe working with people who are in a good fit? Maybe you like what you do, but you're finding that you're attracting clients that you just don't really enjoy working with. Do you feel like your business model isn't working for your schedule? Do you find that it's draining your energy? Maybe what parts are draining your energy the most? If you look at everything that you do, what do you procrastinate? What do you like roll your eyes before you do? What are you like, oh my God, I can't believe I have another one of these or another thing to do like this. Are you finding it difficult to show up and market? So maybe what about that is hard for you? What part of marketing are you finding difficult? Like I know during this wartime, I'm finding it very hard to show up and write social media posts. Even though social media is like the way I grew my entire business, I've just had no energy to create social media content. But I have been able to show up and create this podcast and write my email newsletters. I've been able to do that because that feels a little more intimate. It feels like I'm speaking directly to you. I don't have to fit my thoughts into a, you know, 2000 character caption. So I know that 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 I was finding that particular part of it very difficult. So when I was, like I said, when I was pregnant with Eliana, 2020, right? January, I think it was a November, December, January, February-ish. Oh God, I'm actually recording this a little bit late in the day, so I'm yawning. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna edit that out because, because life is lifing. Okay, I'm still enjoying delivering this to you, and I can still be tired at the same time. Okay, I was doing sales calls late at night, and I just ran out of the energy to do them and to do the client work. I just could not. I could not stay up, like past eight o'clock, to do sales calls. Now, for me, for example, showing up on coaching calls, like group coaching calls for my clients, is very different than showing up for sales calls because sales calls require a lot of mental energy to like listen and be like. Yes, let me figure out how I can, like, what what you need and if I can be what you need and all that kind of stuff. For me, coaching just spills out of me. I'm fine. I don't have a problem doing that. And so I made almost no money during my first semester because I just wasn't showing up and I wasn't able to show up. And I realized that I could never be put in that position again. And therefore, that service-based business, the way it was standing, I did not want to grow a whole agency that was going to run without me. I did not have the energy to do that. So I decided to shut down my services 
because I knew that with a baby and the fact that I was in a different time zone, I just couldn't commit to client deadlines anymore. I needed everything to be on my timeline. And that is why I felt that a coaching and course-based business was going to work better for me. Now, that being said, I did start my first mastermind right before she was born. And I was doing weekly mastermind calls by the time she was about five weeks old. That was because, like I said, I enjoyed that. That did not drain me of energy. That actually gave me energy. Which brings me to question number two. What about your business is working? What do you most enjoy about what you're doing? What parts about your business most energize you? Maybe, again, maybe it's, maybe it's creating content. Maybe it's creating curriculum for your clients. Maybe it's teaching things live. Maybe it's showing up and coaching your clients on group calls. Maybe it's one-to-one calls, right? Everyone has their own things that they really enjoy. Maybe if you're a, a service provider, you love digging and writing copy and digging into market research and writing amazing websites or writing fantastic emails. So what parts about your business do you most, most energize you and bring you energy? I know, like it's funny because when I have my group coaching calls on Wednesday evening, sometimes I'm very tired. I'm very tired on Wednesday night. Like it starts around 8.30 p.m. my time and I'm tired. Like it's the end of a long day. I might have been arguing with people about whether they need to go to bed or not or why they should be the ones to do the dishes when they did dishes last week, which is whatever, ridiculous because dishes happen every single day and we have only so many people in the family. But it's funny because as soon as I get on the call and I'll be tired, and it's, it's a joke because I'll say to my clients, sometimes I'll be like, guys, I'm a little bit tired, so if I'm not, I don't have as much energy this call, just give me some grace and I'm still here to show up. And <laughs> I just, Eliana just told me something through the door. Wow, that's so exciting. And I find that throughout the call, I get, I actually get energy from the call. And by the end of it, I am like, at 110. At the beginning, it feels like it's draining my energy, but then it, what, what, turns out ha- what turns out to happen is it actually brings me energy. And this is specifically from group calls. One-to-one calls also, I do enjoy them with my clients that I know. So one-to-one calls with a new person that's like a sales call, that does drain my energy. One-to-one calls with, with a, cl- a beloved client that I absolutely love and I love helping and I love strategizing with, completely different thing. How do you most enjoy delivering to clients on this note, right? Do you enjoy calls? Do you, show, do you enjoy behind-the-scenes work? Do you enjoy audits on, their, on your own time? Do you enjoy delivering via Voxer? What kind of marketing do you most enjoy? Do you, do you enjoy podcasting? Do you enjoy writing emails? Do you enjoy creating reels on, on, on Instagram or TikToks? Do you enjoy writing social captions, long-form social captions on Facebook? What kind of marketing do you most enjoy? Like I said, for me, I found that showing up for group calls feels really good. It was something I could do even just a few weeks after birth which is why I feel I'm always going to have a group mastermind type offer as part of my offer suite because that's something I can deliver pretty consistently. It's not something I need to take a long break from even when life is lifing, which is why I've opened up the waitlist for my CEO mom mastermind. If you've been craving support to grow your business your way and a sisterhood of CEO moms who really get you, my CEO mom mastermind waitlist is open for 2024. My intention with this mastermind is to personally mentor CEO moms through 2024 and beyond to hit six figures plus by creating massive leverage and profit in your business and in your life so you can build your business around your life as an ambitious and dedicated mom. This will be a combination of daily coaching and intimate community, access to anything I sell or any program I run in your time in the mastermind, and a personalized ROI plan for each member so you can maximize your investment from day one. When you join the waitlist, you'll get access to a special waitlist gift valued at $197, lock in your pre-sale price, which is the lowest it will ever be, 
early bird bonuses available for fast action takers who are ready to jump in right away as soon as we open the doors. And there are limited spots available. There are only 200 waitlist spots and only 25 clients will be accepted into the mastermind for a January start date. So join the waitlist for your special gift and the chance to hop in at the lowest investment the mastermind will ever be. You can do this at yaelbentahan.com slash waitlist or click the link in the show notes. Okay, now back to the show. Okay, so question three is, would your business be able to continue if you weren't at 100%? And if your answer is no, what would need to change? Odds are your answer will probably be no because very few people have everything set up in their business that it could run completely without them, especially if you're a solopreneur. But I will share what I personally feel would change things for me, what would have made this past month a little easier, a little better. And for me, that would be having more email funnels moving people towards my paid offers that I'm not always selling front-facing. So I've created a lot of stuff. I've created so many offers, so many masterclasses, so many like challenges and boot camps and things like that. And it's such a shame that people are not getting are not getting put in front of it. And I just haven't really been selling them live, but I'm like, there's no reason why I should not be selling them on the back end to people coming into my world. So things like my cash injection boot camp, my non-woo mindset makeover, which is like one of my best. Honestly, I've gotten the most rave reviews from that. Like my clients have said it's probably one of the most valuable things I've ever created. And it's only $297 or two, two, maybe $247. I forgot. I have to check. Under $300. It is so freaking valuable. My Momentum Marketing Masterclass, my High Ticket Low Hassle course, all these things are ones that would make sense to spend time on moving people into because depending on how they came in, if they came in something more mindset-y, moving them towards the mindset makeover, if they came in through something about marketing, moving them towards momentum marketing or high ticket, low hassle, that is probably what I would want set up. And that's what I think I'm going to be working on the next few months. So I can prepare for, I hope there's not going to be another war like this, but life happens, especially as a mom of five, life just happens. Things happen. People get sick. I get sick, right? Not very often, but sometimes my husband works more than normal. And then I am, I'm more like heavily on duty as a mom right? There's always things that could be happening. So I would want to have a lot more back-end funnels moving people towards my paid offers that I'm not always selling in a front-facing way. And I'd also probably be setting up ads for $5 to $10 a day to make sure that my audience was always growing and I was filling those funnels consistently. I have not really been using ads consistently, but when I have, they've been pretty successful. They just, what I found was when I ran ads, the conversion rates obviously went down because it was going straight to cold audiences, which is whatever. That's fine. It's fine. But just preparing for that, like understanding that if let's say my 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 lead magnet normally converts at 60 to 70%. It might convert at 40 to 50 because it's running to a cold audience. Like that is okay. So for me, that's what that's what I feel would make a big difference for me to keep things going if I was not at 100%. For you, it might mean hiring a team member to support you. So one of my clients, so she hired on a junior writer for her for her team. Another one of my clients hired um, a junior bookkeeper that could help her with the bookkeeping for her clients. She could focus on the higher level CFO type stuff that she's working with on her higher ticket clients. What would need to change in your business to enable it to run even if you were not at 100% capacity or even at 50% capacity or even 1% capacity? Now, obviously, this can happen indefinitely, but it definitely would be able to tide you over until then. Question four, if you're feeling called to make a pivot, what is it about that thing that's drawing you in? Sometimes people come onto the, onto the, onto the online space with this new shiny type of business or a new shiny type of offer, right? It's like, ooh, I should do VIP days. I should, I don't know, have a high ticket coaching program. I should, I don't know, have a a membership. Ooh, a $7 membership because everyone wants a $7 membership. Digital shop. So 
for using a digital shop as an example, I'm a big fan of digital shops. I'm actually in the process of creating a shop with di- both digital digital offers and some really awesome CEO mom swag. So keep an eye out for that because I'll be sharing it soon. That being said, a digital shop is great if you commit to getting a lot of traffic to it, okay? Because it is lower ticket stuff generally. It's going to be lower ticket stuff. If you're struggling to grow your audience, it's not going to really help because you're, strugg- you're going to be struggling to make the sales, but the sales, instead of being a few hundred dollars or a couple thousand dollars for higher ticket offers, now you'll be making a $50 or something per uh, customer. So that would not probably be the best idea if you're having a hard time getting enough people in the door to fi- find clients at all. So you have to figure out, like, does it actually make sense for you? Maybe you're feeling called to it because it's a lifestyle the person the person selling it and it looks really cool and sexy. And one you really think, is that the kind of life that you want to have? Now, I'm not saying that it's not. Maybe it is, right? But if you look at the person selling it and you're like, yes, I want to be like that person. But then you realize that person is, I don't know, some dude who has who is in a committed relationship with his girlfriend, doesn't have any kids yet, and is like all in on like making his business a eight-figure business in the next two years. Is that the life that you, that, you, that you are going to have as a CEO mom? It's probably not, right? Could you? I guess if you put everything else aside. But the question is, do you want to put everything else aside? So I would look at the, the lifestyle and the, the life of the person selling it and be like, is this someone that I aspire to be? Is this a life that I inspire to be like? Is it really going to be easier? Now, there's this concept called picking your heart, right? Choose your heart. There's going to be hard parts about everything. Services can be difficult because you actually have to do the work. You are dependent more on client deadlines. You have to work to client timelines. If, let's say, you're doing launch stuff, then they want to launch on a certain date. Now you have to work around their deadline, things like that. But in a way, right now in the online market, coaching and courses are actually harder to sell in a lot of ways than services, right? You have to be really committed to making that happen and really committed to doing it. And yes, in theory, the business model might make more sense for you. But in practice, will you be able to sell as many as you would like or as much as you would like with this new offer, with this new business model? I don't know. That's the question you have to ask yourself. The question is, is this, does this look like a shiny object? Does it look really cool? But realistically, could this work for you? And question five, looking at all of your offers and selling mechanisms, which ones have the most potential? Okay, so which ones actually bring you the most profit? So if you have an offer that requires a lot of team delivery and you're paying a team a lot of money to deliver something, so your profit margin is like 30%, that might not be your best offer for profit. Which which offers give you energy to deliver and to sell? So I know I love, I love like selling something like that's completely self-study, doing a quick flash sale on something that's totally self-study. And I do not need to, I do not need to do anything after people buy it. They just buy it and they get it. And like the onboarding is ready. The emails are ready. They're, they're ready to to just get started, jump in whenever they feel like it and whatever, okay? I really feel like I love delivering group calls and group coaching. So I do want to have, I do want to have that as like my one, my one live kind of program. But I know that to fill in, what I'd really like to do is sell something else that will be basically like once they come in, does not require any one-to-one work for me. It does not require any, any, any actual like onboarding for me. They come in, they get rolled into the email sequence, they get rolled in. They get delivered the curriculum or whatever, and like that is it, okay? That is something that I know, like that gives me energy as well as those weekly or 
every other week calls with my clients to just give me that feeling of like connection with them. What kind of marketing do you enjoy the most, right? When it comes to the most potential, what do you think you can actually stick to long term? Okay. So I know like this podcast, I'm very committed to this podcast. I know that number one, I want to, once my new website is up, which is um, in the process of being built and written, I am going to be turning all my podcasts into SEO optimized blog posts. That's going to be like our next big project in 2024. And I know that I don't know if I could do TikTok long term. I could probably do Instagram long term because I do writing good Instagram posts. I do love doing Instagram stories. I could use the same post for Instagram as I use for Facebook. So I probably still do Facebook. So what kind of marketing do you really enjoy the most and that is li- you're likely to stick to the longest? Because if a whole new marketing idea is great, but like a YouTube channel, for example, but if like it just takes so much out of you to create the content for the YouTube channel and it doesn't feel like you're getting a commensurate return on the time investment and the energy investment you're giving it, then maybe it's not the best kind of marketing for you. So you really have to figure out what actually makes the most sense long-term to commit to. So when you're considering a pivot, you want to make sure that it's not just another version of this burn it all down feeling, right? It's just like another day, like a new level, new devil. There's always going to be stuff. There's always going to be things that feel hard. Okay. Life. <laughs> I hate saying this. It sounds so like morbid. So if you know that, that, that quote from the princess bride, where he goes, life is pain. Anyone who says otherwise is selling something. Whenever I say life is hard to my kids, like that's the thing that comes to mind. Now I'm not going to say life is pain because it's not, but there's going to be challenges in whatever path you take. It doesn't matter. There's no path that's like completely easy and completely flowy with zero challenges, zero difficulty, zero struggle. That's just our life. Okay. This is not heaven. We're not meant to be in a place of eternal bliss because life is not full of eternal bliss. It is full of real stuff, real life, real challenges, real people. But that being said, you need to be, if you are going to be committed to a pivot or doing something else or putting out a different offer, you have to be also committed to whatever new challenges that might bring you. I'm not saying it can't be great and enjoyable and flowy. Of course it can be flowy. I I love it. I love flow. All right. And I'm not saying that it can't be, but also understanding that you, when you pivot into something, there's going to be some sort of trade-off, right? So here's an example. I remember talking to my friend. We started in the online service-based space at around the same time as VAs, as virtual assistants. And I think within a couple of years, she started her course as uh, teaching how to become a virtual assistant. And I just continued doing services and then I moved into coaching. And I remember I was talking to her like a year ago or so, maybe a year and a half ago. And she was like, you know what? I didn't realize how much of a full-time job having a signature course is because Instead of doing like serve, you know, client work, you're just marketing all the time. Everything you do is marketing. And just sometimes I just want to throw in the towel and be like, that's it. I'm just opening an agency and doing done for you's marketing for like local businesses or something. So she was actually looking back at like her services and going, oh, I really missed that. That was easier. Whether it's easier or not will give you the same amount of, I don't know, that same amount of pride and that same amount of fulfillment that you get from doing the coaching and helping people build their new, build their own businesses. Maybe not, but like sometimes it just does feel easier. So remember that there's no one easy way that's going to be perfect for every about everything. Nothing's going to be perfect in every single way. It just might be better for you at a different time. Like I said, I've mentioned this before. VIP days were really great for me. I had a really good VIP day flow until I had my daughter and realized that I could no longer commit to doing VIP days until she was older and had a more predictable schedule because I could not do VIP days with a newborn baby. It didn't mean that VIP days were not a good offer because they are. But it wasn't right for me at that time. 
So the there's there was going to be a trade-off where like the the stress of not knowing on the day of the VIP day whether my daughter was going to be taken care of or if I had to get a babysitter or do I will I have to nurse her in the middle or we'll have to take care of her throughout the day or how is it going to go all that stress just was not worth the return of the convenience of the idea of a VIP day if that makes sense I hope this has helped you with that burn it all down feeling trust me I know it so to go over the questions one last time the question one is what about your business do you feel isn't working specifically What about your business is working? What gives you energy? What gives you joy? What would your business be able to continue if you were not at 100%? And if the answer is no, what would need to change? What would need to add? What would need to um, have in place? If you're feeling called to make a pivot, what is it about that thing that's drawing you in? Question number four, right? So what is it that speaks to you about that thing? Why is that shiny object shining so brightly towards you? And last of all, looking at all your offers, your selling mechanisms, which ones actually have the most potential and profit potential? as far as giving you energy, as far as giving you money, as far as, as marketing that, that really like fills your cup. I want you to think about all these questions. They really help me get out of that stuck and overwhelmed and powerless feeling into a place of making empowered and intelligent decisions about my business. And if you've been feeling lately like your business just hasn't felt right for you lately, if you feel like things just haven't been working maybe, and you just want, you want a little more flow, you want to help adjusting your offers, maybe working on your business model, tweaking your marketing to where you currently are as a CEO mom. That is exactly what I'm going to be doing with my clients in the CEO mom mastermind. So hop onto the waitlist for pre-sale pricing that no one else will receive, as well as early bird opportunities for action takers and a special gift worth $197. I also have some really exciting stuff coming up for Black Friday too, and I'll be talking about that in next week's episode. So make sure to have a listen for that. And I will see you next time. I can't thank you enough for listening to Raising Your Business. I hope this episode has inspired you to take another step towards building a business and life that you love and growing your income in a way that works for you and your family. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a second to rate and review and let's connect on Instagram. Screenshot and share it on Instagram stories 